Welcome back to and now for something completely machinima podcast. I'm Ricky Grove, your host, and we're talking with our pals Tracy Harwood, Damian Valentine, and good old Phil Rice. Well, uh, this week we're going to be looking at Damian's uh, machinima picks. Now he has picked two short, interesting films that are shot in a flying simulator, uh, and boy, are they interesting. The first one is Ghost by J.P. Fair, and the second one is DCS, The Right Stuff, uh, by GP J.P. Fair as well. Uh, excuse me if I've mispronounced that. So, Damien, why don't you tell us about these films? Let's start out with Ghost. Yes, yeah, so, as always, my machinima picks were completely by accident. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that you know YouTube recommends to me, and it recommended Ghost to me first. And I thought, this looks interesting. Uh, and so I watched it, and I was really impressed by you know the way the way it's shot because my understanding is this flight simulator is a highly realistic like you could play it uh, if you knew how to play the game you could probably fly the, the jets in it as well because yeah, yeah. that's how detailed it is um and so what's I, the I, name I, of the flight simulator uh it's called dcs i i don't know what that stands for um i'm sure it means something to flight simulator enthusiasts right um so uh, yeah ghost was the one that came up to me first and I watched it and it's kind of got this you feel like it's going to be this sort of dogfight combat movie but it's kind of got a, a mild horror element to it as well which you do not expect from a flight simulator um and i don't want to go into it too much you have to watch it because uh, it's part of the story but it's it's got these two pilots and they've been told that um that the, the u.s air force pilots and that they've been told as an RAF distress call has been um picked up and they have to go and investigate what's happened. And they, there's no trace of the RAF pilots. And there's this sort of myth of this enemy pilot who's meant to be really good. And um, of course, they encounter him. And there's this whole dogfight thing that happens. And it was shot so well. It was very intense. You were not sure how it's going to end. And you want the good guys to win. And you know all of that. Um, and I because it is such a realistic game. I don't know how they managed to fly the planes and control the cameras, because I imagine the <laughs> camera work has to be uh, be very tough to control as well. Um, but yeah, I know. I just I just really enjoyed it. And, uh, uh, and I thought, oh, this is going to be my pick. And then what do you guys think of it? Well, uh, I think they may have done what you often see in Machinima, which is have a separate pilot who is not involved in the action be the camera that makes that's sense probably, yeah. that's probably how they work that but i was engaged in that film it's interesting the story is part of a ghost tradition i live with a my partner who is an expert on ghosts and halloween he wrote has written two books on ghosts the history of ghosts so i've gotten a lot of background on ghost sort of storytelling um, uh, um tropes and this is one of the tropes which is the well i'm not going to give the ending away because it would be unfair to, to listeners but it's a it's a pretty standard trope in certain types of ghost movies and i thought that was sort of the weakest element of it because it you had this realistic flying and all of the other parts were realistic but the story ending was not realistic it was kind of a fancy and it didn't ring didn't ring true however the actual dogfighting and everything had me engaged. I mean, I was, as the 
the planes were swooping. I was turning in my chair. <laughs> I was so en engaged with it, you know. I was it's doing a that too. Fun film. It was a fun film. I also wonder whether this is a gender specific film, whether it's, it's the kind of film that uh, guys would really glom onto as opposed to women. We have to see what Tracy has to say about it. But I liked it a lot. Yeah. I did too. Um, the I recognized the the trope, although I couldn't name it because I don't have the kind of education that that uh, that you guys do on that, uh, you and your partner. But I sensed it, like as as I watched the story unfold, and I thought, okay, I, this has a familiarity to it. Thought it was pretty well executed, nonetheless. Um, the uh, the realism, especially on the shots of the planes themselves, like when it start, first started playing, I thought, okay, so is this, is this like live action footage? I mean, I really, <laughs> I was duped. Like it was, and you know, once it gets to the cockpit shots and you know, there's kind of these very limited movements and, and it's a little bit pixelated character. I thought, okay, it's a, it's a very high end flight sim, which they typically don't put a whole lot of effort in the, they're of not course. expecting cockpit close-ups, Right. So, um, you know, we've talked several times on past episodes of this show about the role of editing uh, to give a sense of continuity to where the, you know, orientation, you know, the sequence of shots really has to be done just the right way for you to get enough of a sense of where you are and who is who and what's happening and that's really hard with planes. And we have no actual faces to to give us that, to anchor to that, like it would in a Top Gun movie, for example. They'll inevitably take off part of the mask so we can see, oh, it's it's Goose. Oh, it's... So I thought they did so well in this movie at that, at the editing of those shots. A dogfight... We've never actually analyzed a dogfight by that lens on the show, I don't think. We've we've talked about other action sequences, um, maybe even a car chase or two, or a pursuit of some kind, or an assault of one force against the other, and those are challenging. But a dogfight, you're in, you know, 360 degree space in every direction. There's no no real rules on where stuff can move. It's just incredibly difficult, and they did so well with it to, to where there's no point in the story where I didn't know what was going on from the visual no. cues no. of the editing, just masterfully done. Um, very enjoyable. I, I just, I loved it. I watched it again as soon as I finished it. Um, just, just to experience it again. It's, it's a, a great short. It's the perfect length and uh, yeah, just, just wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Crazy. I, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed this as well. It, it's a DCS, Digital, Digital Combat Simulator. Ah, perfect. And it, and it really was. It was brilliant. I, I, uh, I can honestly say, uh, you know, I don't, you don't, you don't often say that about an air battle, do you? <laughs> that, that, that it was great. But you know what? I, I was thinking about why was that so great? I think what was, what really held this together for me was the the voice acting and the characterization oh. through the helmets um because you didn't see any faces of course of right. course you didn't see any faces but there were definitely characters there 
you've got the you know the 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 person back at base and then you've got these two characters and then this this ghost um uh, and very distinct characters very yeah. distinct yeah. And, very and distinct and the, i think it's it was all done through the voice act which was really outstanding it yes. really took yeah. you on a journey i thought the the editing was uh was was brilliantly well done i i actually was surprised at the ending i don't know what i expected of the ending, ah. but i but it but it did surprise me um and in the end i actually thought well this how on earth can you have a horror movie in in this sort of genre <laughs> but, exactly, but, it, exactly. but you know what it delivered a horror movie yeah it really did it um did. it felt very top gun like actually i thought i thought that as well phil um but I, I also thought that in terms of the level of the story, um, be, because the whole thing just was 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 just was professional. It felt professional. Yeah, it did. Um, I loved the sound design for it. Um, it generated this this kind of really intense feeling of drama. I've, I think the thing that stood out for me, if I can be critical at all, um, I've no idea really how realistic the actual words might have been for the time period in those particular aircraft. Um, because you know what, I I lived through through the shoulder parrot pad era of the of the nineteen eighties, and there wasn't much swearing that I can recall in the early nineties. Now I don't know what you you guys, maybe Damien less so, but you guys can remember this. That so swearing wasn't really so much a thing as it is now, uh, and there was quite a lot of swearing in this. Um, and it felt, therefore, for me, quite a modern take on wow. a 1991 film being, you know, as it was set, 1991 over Iraq is what it, what it was supposed to be. Um, the shots where the camera did some zooming, you know, just sort of, you know, where on earth in the sky are, are these planes? I just thought that was brilliant. You yeah. know, the fact that it was it was sort of maintaining kind of mid and then near and then suddenly this zoom out that was brilliant i thought that was really yeah. really very well done really smart um, filmmaking yeah, very smart filmmaking i had the the you know i had the 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 sense if you like of some of of someone being there actually trying to track the action not not in the film but somebody trying to track the action um but that they didn't know where to be to do it hmm. and yet that was so that was another invisible character to me that that was that was that was really cool i thought that was really neat the way that that was yeah, yeah, um, yeah. done and it but it but it all felt really really well um stitched together um definitely gave the Im impression of, of um a super fast dogfight. uh i mean how on earth you can get that sense across of it being a super fast dogfight? i have no idea but they did that Yep. Um, the you know the speed, the distance, the height. You got a clear sense of all of that in that game environment. I thought that was incredibly well done, uh, and that evasive action and behaviour um, that, that was just great. I don't know obviously very much about this game, but it seems that the creators of this kind of had actually um, attempted to customise assets. And when I was looking at the comments on it, they clearly made these assets available as well. So they. They'd created the liveries on the aircraft, so maybe they'd um, done quite a lot of modding in, um, for the action too. I see. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm just saying that's a possibility. There is just one thing I will say in passing. I checked out. Um, is his name J.P. Ferrer? Uh, J.P. Yeah. Ferrer. 
I checked his website out. Um, I'm going to say it includes both commercial and personal projects that he's worked on. And you may or may not be surprised that he is, in fact, an established director. He makes movie trailers. He's a movie trailer editor and he's a VFX mm. artist. And what I thought you'd like to know about is that he has worked on the French Dune trailers and also the Alien Isolation digital series trailer, among many others. So um, small independent films. You know, <laughs> yeah. He knows his stuff. <laughs> I have to say, I think it come, came through, uh, you know, the more I knew about, the more, more I sort of read about the guy, the more I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense, really. Sort yes, of, indeed. For the quality of the film that we're seeing here. So this right. guy has definitely got some chops. And that comes Thanks. through in the next film as well. Right. But yeah, I Let's, loved it, Damien. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Let's move on to it. your next one, which I, is also by the same uh, director. Yeah, so <clears throat> after I finished watching The Ghost, I thought this is going to be my pick. Um, and then, I, you know, I submitted it to our little thing that we post our film selections for the month. And I thought, okay, I'm going to see what else he's done. So I went on his channel, and this, his most recent project is called The Right Stuff, and he's got it there, and there's trailers, and there's some behind-the-scenes videos as well, which... Uh, they're worth checking out as well because you can see how he, he put it all together. Um, and I watched it, and it's a it's a true story based on Chuck Yeager's uh, one of his test flights uh, of an experimental jet, and um, it it doesn't go well. Uh, and the film covers the whole situation there. It's a bit longer than the Ghost, but it kind of needs to be to get that to tell that particular story, and. I was thinking um, maybe I should choose this one instead of the ghost, but I really like the ghost as well. So ended up choosing the two films. Um, again, I don't, this wasn't a test flight I knew anything about. Obviously I've heard of Chuck Yeager, um, but I, I don't know his whole history of everything he did. So I, I watched the film. I was very impressed by it. And then I had to go and check. Yes, it did actually happen. It, um, and I would imagine that JP, he has actually done a lot of research to make sure that his film is as accurate as it can be based on whatever accounts he's got access to. Um, because he, you know, he's a director that you, you get the feel that he puts a lot of effort into his videos to make sure all the details are, you know, as right accurate as possible, especially using a game like DCS, which again is very highly realistic, as I've already said. Um, and and I looked at the thumbnail, and he's won loads of awards from various festivals for this um, particular film. And The Ghost has won four, and I think The Right Stuff has won 12 or something like that. Uh, so it's obviously been very well received, and I was just, I could not decide between the two of them. So this month I chose both of them. What did you think of this one? I'm glad you did, because it is a gem of a film. It's even better than Ghost. In fact, I would go so far as to say this is a near-perfect machinima film. Um, I'm sure Tracy will find something that's some detail that's <laughs> missed in it, but I think it's perfect. Uh, and the reason why is because it does so many things <clears throat> so well. It tells a compelling historical film, almost like a documentary. Mm. The, the flying elements... And the technical aspects of it did not overwhelm the storytelling. You're engaged. You're left with this breathlessness at the end of it because you don't know how it's... Even though you 
know how it's going to turn out, really. Any general person will tell you they know how it's going to turn out. The film makes you brings you so strongly into its world that you forget that. And you worry about what's going to happen. The shot selection, the editing once again, the acting, first rate. The 12 minutes of the length of the film flew by. It was like it was over soon after it began. Um, I was just, it's my favorite film of the year so far. I was so impressed with it and so interested in it. So thank you for picking it. I'm really glad. And I was wondering what would be like if we broke the film up into four pieces, took it to a gallery, made a big fancy special screens and all this stuff. And then each person had to go up to four separate rooms, you know, whether it would classify as being gallery stuff. I suspect not. But we would project it upside down. Upside down, yes. Yeah. Yes, pilot, you have to sit in the pilot's chair. Like, yeah, an old That's pilot's right. Chair. Oh, I love that. I love that. And the audio would be turned way down and there would be someone live in the, in the uh, gallery just reading Baudelaire, wow. just just naked. dark French poetry. <laughs> yeah, totally naked. Yeah, <laughs> I loved this film. I agree, Ricky. I think it's better than Ghost, which is saying something. Um, it's got, it's perfectly balanced. Those elements you talked about, Ricky. You know, the the, the technical aspect and and all of that, but then the storytelling and the you know, it's very easy for a documentary, even about something, uh, let's say, exciting. It's very easy for a documentary to dilute the emotion down of that and not really engage you in the heart. Just you're just watching facts. Oh, okay, so he flew this thing, and then that happened. No, this this just it just was gripping. And I, I uh, obviously, I know who Chuck Yeager is. He's one of the better known people in the in the 20th century as far as americans are concerned you know right up there with any president you can name during the century or, or thomas edison or someone like that and i always speaking of thomas edison i always chuck yeager is one that i'm always like afraid that i'm gonna find out that he was just a total dick or something you know <laughs> it seems like that happens to every Every major historical person in the U.S. is like, uh, you know, FDR, he did all these great things. And then you find out he, you know, was a jerk about this or whatever. Or Thomas Edison, oh, yeah, he electrocuted an elephant. It's like, for Christ's sake, you know, can I just have somebody? Michael Jordan, oh, he gambles all the time. Come on! Chuck Yeager, I, I basically, I don't look up anything on Chuck Yeager because he's, I think, without cliche an american hero and he may have done something horrible that'll get him canceled today but i don't care i just like chuck yeager and i'm gonna leave it that way so and this this movie was made for me uh it's just wonderful 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 um there's actually a the 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 life story of chuck yeager is a feature film and i think it's got this same title doesn't it the right stuff it does yeah um, I've I saw that so long ago I don't even remember anything about it. But um, so when I saw the title, I thought, oh, is he kind of doing like a a trailer or whatever? But no, this is a this is an encapsulated story of one of the test flights. And I mean, these guys, 
just unbelievable the risk that 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 they went through. This 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 is not a unique story. Maybe what makes this story unique is that he survived. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. so many of these guys just perished. Um, you know, trying these things and uh, and how do you get so, back into the plane after having that experience? <laughs> and he did. Yeah, and he did, and he wasn't crazy. Not by you know, not by any clinical definition. Um, so yeah, it's it's really he's he's it. The right stuff is the perfect title because it's not it's it's talking about you know, he's he's made a different stuff than than most folks. It's like a you know firefighter who can run into the burning building kind of thing. It's it's uh, most normal people wouldn't put themselves in in those situations but he was just driven in that way so yeah just a wonderful tribute to the guy uh to to, to the subject of the film and just wonderful job telling the story i i have nothing to criticize about it at all uh, it's you know it, at least with the ghost i could comment on the the 45 degree angle look for the pilots i didn't even I, that was probably in this too i didn't even notice it like it just i was just enthralled so um uh, wonderful wonderful stuff yeah, yeah and yeah. <laughs> and now that we know um that he's a pro it makes sense because this is pro stuff this is what pro stuff looks like and i don't mean pro just in terms of that he makes money but in terms of the level of his his skill skill his craft uh, is, is, is skill. yeah his craft is just so good so yeah I'm, you... I'm, a, I'm a fan of this guy for sure and we'll be watching his other stuff as well. You'd often see somebody like this who is really enthused with the technical details of flying and everything, not having a solid enough story. But it was smart of him to use history and then to just stay out of the way of the story itself. Just dramatize that. Agreed. Because it was, it's so exciting. I would mention too, if Russell Boyd, Russell, if you listen to our podcast and you don't already know of this guy russell of course made, made a lot of flight sim uh movies back in the day he, he would love this he would he would echo a lot of what we're saying i think this is just this is how it's done great stuff i i completely Perfect. agree completely agree i mean what an impressive and compelling story about the early test flights i mean this is what you can this is what it conveys to me the sort of the early test uh, flights, the pilot, the pioneers of space flight. And in this case, it's it's a story that you you don't know so much about Chuck Yeager because actually what you know him for is the um, breaking sound barrier record. Well, that's one I know of him. Sure. Uh, I think that was 1953, as I, as I um, seem to recall <laughs> from my notes. Yeah. Um, but but an amazing distinguished career, and I think he flew with Armstrong as well at one point. So this was you know this was these guys were genuine pioneers of of spaceflight, and this particular story was something that led to directly to how NASA developed spaceflight, um, which is a fascinating story in itself. Mm -hmm. And actual fact, this guy died in twenty twenty. Um, at, at an amazing age of 97 years old. And wow. JP um, <laughs> Ferrer, as I understand. Yeah, you can't imagine this guy would live that long, can you? But blimey. Um, so he was inspired by the fact um, that uh, Jaeger had passed to make, to make this film. 
And I think actually from what I saw of it and, and the way that I reacted to it, this is basically a Hollywood movie in 12 minutes. <laughs> uh, and it, and it, But also what struck me about it, it was a movie that was, which should have been, but was never made during this guy's lifetime. Hmm. Uh, and it it felt like you got the whole sense of the of the central part of this big production without the kind of you know the the the, the I don't know the rubbish girlfriend engagement the bar fight the post party <laughs> celebration you know which is what you see in all these Hollywood movies that's kind of like the, is it not is it not yes, yes no you're, you're right. right you're totally right you're right um, so yeah that's 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 what sort of stood out for me. Um, in fact, I think it turns out that once his military career had finished in in real life California, that's when he made um, his appearance in the 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 actual film called The Right Stuff, which was about the sound barrier uh, being broken, um, which was, I think, made in 80, 1983 when I looked it up. And he was a bartender in that, apparently. <laughs> and that is because, of course, where most pilots spend most of their time uh it's in the bar isn't it not you know they spend yeah. as much time in the bar as they do in the training facilities um singing that, songs singing whatever serenading ladies that's whatever right whatever they do whatever they do they party uh, and they party hard i've, I've actually been i've been many uh, another story but i have been involved in around the world flight race and i've been involved in pilot parties and stuff and my god do they know how to party um, but you know, dead serious the next day, and it's all because their their life could be over the next day. So, party yeah, hard yeah. is what they do. Um, and that film really, um, I think that nineteen eighty three film wasn't actually about this this incredible feat, um, which I think to me stands out more than the, the almost the sound breaking um, barrier breaking one. For me, it drew me in right from the very start. I loved the scene setting on the air force base, and then. The takeoff that you know the that first sort of main scene that you see where he takes off through that kind of heat haze that was the point I thought we're watching something a little bit more um, well developed than a traditional machinima. It isn't just a plane taking yes. off. You saw the plane take off through this heat haze, and then you kind of got that backdraft bit through the plane and whatnot. Absolutely the amazing. details of it. The yep. detail, absolutely amazing. The sound design. Um, that mix between the radio conversation, the aircraft and, and the music, outstanding. I thought for most of this, um, what I was actually listening to when I, b before I sort of started to look into it, what I thought I was listening to was actually a, a real film or, or real life footage of actual events. Um, but when I looked at it, it wasn't. It, it was, um, he, you know, Ferry had written this. A script based on books and real life accounts from Jaeger's autobiography. So there was a huge amount of work that had gone into the creation of the film by Ferrer and also by his team. And I thought the, the pacing of the story was really clever, the ambiance, the kind of the positivity, actually, the feeling of history in the making through the visuals. Incredible. I have got a criticism. <laughs> oh, no. Which, you know, I don't I know. Knew, whether I knew it. Well, well, you hear me out. It's the only thing that spoils it, and it didn't really spoil it, but it was the only thing that I thought, no, that's not right, was when um, there was a, a shot to a field of cows, okay? And, you know, they, they were on the ground when the pilot was supposedly breaking the sound barrier. 
Now, you know, we have very rarely, but I have heard the Euro fighters being, you know, um, scrambled over near, near to us and they kind of accidentally break the sound barrier. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like the most horrendous explosion. So these cows didn't really even jump that much. They looked up, but they didn't really jump that much. I'm assuming that's what was going on. So I expected more of a boom and more of a reaction from the cows. So you're you're telling that... me your your criticism of this absolutely <laughs> brilliant film is that, that the cows didn't the cows react. Didn't react. That's it. <laughs> the only thing welcome back we're always happy to have you back when you go away <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and acting. defend that criticism because i noticed ahead. it too but i'm going to assume that those cows have been in that pasture near an airfield where Maybe. sonic booms just don't alert them the same way anymore they've heard countless oh, good ones. point good point yeah so they're desensitized That's why. not limitations of the game engine no. <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. I was really well, getting starting to hyperventilate there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the only thing. I mean, the the conversation between the ground crew and the pilot was was great? brilliant. It was it was really dramatic. It was it was it was just bob on. I thought. And then at the end, you know, when when he's in serious crisis and they're trying to resolve it, you could tell that they were excited, they were elevated, but they were still professional. Yes. So that they managed to combine <clears throat> those two elements of fear and competence at the same time in their performances. Yes. Which is accurate, by the way, from every recording I've ever heard. Uh, you know, the, 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 the people at NASA who are on the comms and the people in the uh, they are the most. You know, cool characters you could imagine in terms of staying professional at a time when you know, mo many people would freak out. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, uh, that's, that's one of the qualities of the people who work in that, that field, uh, that th the people who have that ability, they, they rise to the top, you know? So I, I think that, that wasn't, wasn't accidental at all. It was very much that, that is the way it is. Yeah. Um, it's part of what is, is special about these, the people in that, yeah. in that field. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And that, but the, for this, the, the film, the whole soundtrack, um, which, as I understand it, did include some aspects of original sound and and visual effects, which, uh, as I understand it, were added for historical accuracy and dramatic purposes. But the whole thing was so well done. This guy is an absolutely masterful storyteller in this DCS sure world. Uh, mm -hmm. and, it, and it looks like he continues to make other films as well. So I'm definitely going to keep um, watching out, see what he's doing on this. Me too. Um, as I understand it, this one took him two years to make, 210 shots to complete. And I'm not a bit surprised. Um, it actually, to me, I, I mean, just to um, reflect on your comments there, Phil, Ricky, it seems to me this is actually a really important application of machinima, this kind of historical I think so too. Re recreation. We've seen yeah. it used before, some, some to lesser effect than others. And, of course, um, the flight sims... Um, we, we've seen before. The one that came to mind was actually um, shown at the festival that I did in 2007 by Wingman Productions, Wingmen Productions, I think. And they'd used um, IL-2 to create this story that had been inspired by true events about the use of these Gloucester Sea Gladiator biplanes in this air defence um, battle. Um, 
in, in, in defense of Malta during World War II. It was nominated for one of the awards, but it didn't actually win. Um, I think it won at the 2008 Machinima Festival in New York. I think it won that year. Um, it was an hour-long uh, machinima. I think we had it in our feature-length machinima. And the film was called, if you remember, it was called Faith, Hope and Charity. Is that the one that Russell oh, made? Oh, okay. I remember that one. Yeah. Do you remember? Is that is that Russell's oh, yeah. film or is that yeah. another one? Was Russell one of the team? I think Russell was one of the team. I think so. I think yeah. he was one of the wingmen production people. Faith, Hope and Charity. But it wasn't in this quality, I have to say. It wasn't. It wasn't made in this way. But the other historical film that does come to mind that was brilliant um, was Prazenberg Ridge by Martin Bell that we reviewed yeah. um, last year. That and that great. actually was also based uh, on a book about the central character. So, uh, and, and Martin also has, um, you know, um, production chops as well. And I think that sort of the ability to sort of create the the script and then film it in the way that these guys have is as amazing it really shows um there's sure a lot of skill behind this i think great pick great pick loved great it pick. great great pick and i was so happy that it didn't have that hollywood trapping of excessive uh, music soundtrack you know what i mean where mm. you, you know they'd have this boom 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 in the crisis moments and everything he just threw away with all of that and let the story stand on its own perfect perfect well thank you damien you did some great trick We'll definitely be paying attention to J.P. Fair. The two films that we uh, looked at and reviewed were Ghost by J.P. Fair and DCS, The Right Stuff, a short film in 2022 by J.P. Fair. Well, that's it. If you have comments on uh, uh, our picks or you have a difference of opinion or you think we missed something, contact us at talk at completelymachinima.com. Show notes. And thank you, Tracy, for doing the show notes. Um, are at our main website, completelymachinima.com. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back for another pick next week. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.